I think some of the people that are coming along next want to have a say in, uh, in how we, uh, we leave the earth and how they prepare for the, the future they're going to live in. Do you feel like with him likely being on the ballot next year, it would give you trouble running for re-election? You know, uh, there was a recent poll in Utah which had me uh, showing some very strong numbers. I was very pleased to see that. I think the people in Utah don't all agree with me on the posture I took with regards to Donald Trump, but they respect people who vote their conscience. And, uh, and I, I appreciate that and my fellow citizens. And uh, I, I don't have any question in my mind that I'd have won if I'd have run again. I just don't think that we need another person in their 80s. Uh, I'm a little long of tooth already. We don't need more like me. The issues of the day relate to China, climate change, AI, uh, and a lot of guys in their 80s who know how to deal with those issues. You mentioned your age as one of the reasons for not running uh, for re-election. Is that a nice way to say to some of your colleagues who are older that maybe it's time for them to step down as well? Well, the, the, everybody's going to make their own decision, of course, and, uh, and consider their own circumstances. Uh, I'm just looking at my age and where I am. I, I, I wish, if I knew that I was going to be like Chuck Grassley and, and be able to be vigorous and dynamic into my 90s, might, I might have reached a different decision, but you never know. Uh, but I do think that, that the times we're living in really demand the next generation to step up and, uh, and express their point of view and to make the decisions that will shape our American politics over the coming century. And just having a bunch of guys that were around, the baby boomers, who were around in the post-war era, we're not the right ones to be making the decisions for tomorrow. So what do you think you speak to where the Republican Party is now? When you look at the Republican Party, particularly where the House of Representatives is, do you feel like this is a Republican Party that is beholden to former President Donald Trump? Well, there's no question but that the Republican Party today is, is in the shadow of Donald Trump. Uh, he is the leader of the greatest portion of the Republican Party. Uh, it's a populist, I believe, demagogue portion of the party. Uh, look, I represent a small wing of the party, if you will. I call it the wise wing of the Republican Party. Uh, and uh, I don't believe we're going away. I think ultimately we'll see a resurgence and come back into leadership of the party. Uh, look, uh, my wing of the party talks about policy and about issues that will make a difference to the lives of the American people. The uh, Trump wing of the party uh, talks about resentments of various kind and getting even and, and settling scores and, and revisiting the 2020 election. What are the policies for the future? And my party is only going to be successful getting young people to vote for us if we're talking about the future. And that's not happening so far in that other wing. But Senator, Senator, are you, are you going to lose that battle? You are fighting that wing of the party and stepping aside. And to add to that, you had said just that a lot of the party simply does not believe in the Constitution. What do you mean by that? Well, the, the, uh, there were, I, I was in a rally uh, where someone said to me, you know, if you're elected, this is when I was running for Senate last time, if, uh, if you're elected, will you close down ABC, NBC, and CBS because they're not sending out the truth? And this was in a Republican rally, and I was like, really? I mean, there's there no question, there's no question, there's some portion of, of my party and the opposition party who thinks we need to have a, a strong person, a strong man to, to put aside the Constitution. And the, for that matter, President Trump, former President Trump, said we should put aside the Constitution and reinstall him as president. I mean, so, yeah, there are some people who believe that. I believe they're sorely wrong. I believe the great majority of American people believe that they're wrong. But, um, uh, and, and in terms of what I'm going to be doing, look, I, I want to get more young people voting 
and involved in the political process, and that's something I'm going to devote myself to after the next year and a half when I spend it. Senator Romney, thank you, Senator uh, Who do you plan to endorse as your successor? Governor Cox, Mia Love, um, Congressman Owens, um, and uh, second, why not stay and you know fight for you know what you believe in, even if it takes you to your mid 80s? Well, in part because I believe we want some other young people coming in and making those decisions. I don't intend to make endorsements. By the way, I think endorsements are, what's the old line, the John McCain line, they're not worth a bucket of spit. Uh, I, who, who the heck cares who endorsed who? You make your decision as a voter about what you think about the candidate and their point of view and their vision, uh, and you don't care about what some other person said. So I'm, I'm not planning on... Well, who do you want to succeed you? I don't have a comment on who might succeed me. I, I hope that... Uh, that we get a very strong contender and, and, uh, and that it's someone who's a little younger than me. Senator, you. if you think you're too old, what about Biden and Trump, who are way older than you? Do you think they should be rerunning? Oh, I think it would be a great thing if both President Biden and former President Trump were to stand aside and let their respective party pick someone in the next generation. Uh, President Trump, excuse me, President Biden, when he was running, said he was a transitional figure to the next generation. Well, time to transition. Uh, David Ignatius this morning made a strong argument uh, that we should see that kind of a change. I think both parties would be far better served if, uh, if they were going to be represented by uh, people uh, other than those of us from the baby boom generation. Do you have yeah. any, any pointed to some of your bipartisan uh, accomplishments in your statement earlier? Um, are you concerned at all about the, the, the ranks of senators who are at the table forming gangs, that, that, that that's thinning out? Well, we had a group of about 10 of us and that group has dissipated a bit. Rob Portman is gone. Uh, you know, Susan Collins has become really the ranking member in appropriations. That's got to be her, her focus. Then you've got uh, Cinema, Manchin, Tester on the Democratic side. So we're all pulling in different directions these days. Coming together like we had uh, was a very unusual thing. Look, I, I, I recognize that I, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I had a, an embarrassment of riches initially, which is as a first-term senator, I got together with a group of other folks and we got a lot of stuff done. Uh, a COVID relief package when the White House and then Speaker Pelosi couldn't get one done, an infrastructure bill, reform of the Electoral Count Act, religious liberty protections in the Marriage Act, gun uh, safety legislation. We got a lot done, which was a lot of fun. That's kind of unusual. Uh, and uh, looking forward, I think it's going to be more challenging for something like that to occur again. Senator, are you going to seek elected office again? Will you run for office ever again, high office, Senate? Uh, I never imagined I would be running this time, uh, and I can't imagine doing it again. But there's that old line from Dumb and Dumber, which is, you know, there's a one out of a million shot. So you're saying there's a chance? All right. So I'm not certainly not planning on that. I've got no, no future, future campaigns in mind. Senator, what have you heard from some of your colleagues on both sides of the aisle when it comes to missing your leadership, missing your participation in these issues? And secondly, something you're very well going to be a part of, potentially, is another impeachment trial in the Senate, this time with President Joe Biden. What's your response to that? Well, I have been heartened uh, today as I've received uh, texts from uh, a great number of my colleagues saying they're going to miss me. I uh, appreciate that. I was heartened by the poll in Utah a couple of weeks ago that was very, very encouraging as well with a very positive approval rating. That, that feels good. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, following the George Costanza lead, which is you, you leave when they're laughing, you leave when they're, when they're wishing you would stay. Uh, and, I, and I really don't want to be in an institution where people are saying, why is he still hanging around? Speaking of uh, and, and so I, I, I'm going to 
uh, I'm going to continue to work over the next year and a half to really address the big three or four issues, immigration, the level of our debt we have, a climate, a climate change strategy, and, uh, and a strategy to deal with China. What about a, an impeachment, on a, another impeachment trial potentially? Uh, you know, I know the House is beginning an impeachment inquiry. Um, I haven't heard any allegation of something that would rise to the level of a high crime or misdemeanor. I think it would be very unusual to actually see a referral of impeachment. I, I don't expect that to happen. Uh, they can inquire uh, and see if there's evidence that, that, that shows something else. I don't think they'll find that. I don't know. But there's been no allegation of that. And any, any uh, uh, hint of that has been denied by the president. So I, I'm not expecting that to occur. Senator Robert, can you talk about, you've been talking about your legacy and how you want to leave before people, as you said, are laughing at you. What would you say to some of your colleagues who have been experiencing? Uh, I was, they were laughing at George Costanza, yes. not at yes. me. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> that, they, they laugh at me too, but that's a different matter. What yeah. do you say to some of your colleagues, including the Republican leader, Mitch McConnell, and Senator Dan Feinstein, who are going through their health? diagnosis and facing criticism to step down? Well, uh, you know, in their position, for instance, you know, take Mitch McConnell. He's the leader of the Republican caucus. What he's able to do at his age is really extraordinary. I mean, and, and, and I'm, a first, I'm a first-term senator. Even as a second-term senator, I would not be a committee chair or a ranking member. I'd be a junior person trying to get stuff done and fight through the, the regular order process. I was able to break through that with this gang that came together. But, uh, but he's in a position to make a real difference at his age, which, uh, you know, if I were majority leader of the Senate, I might, uh, I, I might reach a different decision, too, but I'm not. Senator, Senator in, that, in, that, in, your, in the excerpt from the book that just came out today, you have some harsh, at least, memories of Leader McConnell. Are you at all disappointed by the leadership that you've seen in your Republican Party that, that, that you've encountered, particularly with the impeachment trials and in dealing with Trump? No, actually, I have a great deal of respect for, for Leader McConnell, and one of the mysteries to me is why he is so unpopular in national polls. I, I don't understand that. He, he is the singular reason why we have a conservative Supreme Court. Hope people recognize that. Uh, and and uh, uh, he also is a very effective leader of our group. When you have 50 people, a Republican group, basically 50 of us, every one of whom thinks they ought to be president, how you lead a group like that is not easy, and he has done it with skill and aplomb over a number of years. So I have nothing but the highest respect for him. Uh, and uh, and I, I, there's nothing that I know of in, in, in the book that uh, McKay Coppins has written that's critical of, of, uh, uh, of the leader. I mean, I, and I, the personal conversations, the private conversations, and his public pronouncements, I've, I've been nothing but a bit more, more impressed. It's